Good morning. All right. Palm Sunday. What a fantastic Sunday to follow a disastrous night. I don't know if you're like me, but um, there wasn't a whole lot of sleep going on between the phone dinging every 10 minutes about something or uh, the thunder going off between those, keeping us up all night. Um, keep in prayer for those churches and homes and different people that are displaced and uh, struggling through today. Many of our people aren't here today because of that or couldn't get out of their neighborhood uh, for some. And uh, we're glad that you're here today, glad that you're here online. Today is a special day. Today is Palm Sunday. It's the Sunday before what's going to happen at the end of the week. It's a Sunday that is full on in celebration. So I don't want to overcomplicate the things that the people didn't understand, but I do want to complicate the issue with this one thing. That they were full on surrendered and celebrating the coming of Jesus, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. If you have your Bibles with me, turn. We're going to go to two places. Zechariah 9, that's in the Old Testament for Tyler, Old Testament, okay. <clears throat> and in the New Testament, John chapter 12, so Zechariah 9 and John chapter 12. The path we're going to go on today, I, want to give, I don't want to give everything away, but I do want to say a couple things. One is... We're going to have a message, and then we're going to sing, and then we're going to have a message again at the end. They'll be brief. Um, the one at the end will be even briefer from the standpoint of like trying to wrap up what's going to be happening today and on through this week as we prepare for Easter. And uh, so you be in prayer for that. Zechariah 9. Let's stand in honor of God's word. Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout in triumph, daughter Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, humble, and riding on a donkey, on a colt, on a foal of a donkey. And then flip over with me to John chapter 12. Hopefully you had your finger in there to hold it. 12 verse 9. No, I'm sorry. Verse 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, sorry. The next day when the large crowd had come to the festival to heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they took palm branches and went out to meet him. They kept shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Jesus found a donkey and sat on it. Just as, as it is written, do not be afraid, daughter Zion. Look, your king is coming, sitting on a colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first. However, when Jesus was glorified, they had remembered what they had done and written about him. And then they had done these things to him. Verse 17. Meanwhile, the crowd 
which has been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead, continued to testify. This is also while the crowd met him, because they heard he had done these things. Then the Pharisees said to one another, you see, you've accomplished nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for the special part of this day in recognition of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and the triumphant entry into the kingdom. And what does that mean to us today? What does it look like for us today? To not look down the road at somebody else, but our own heart as we examine today. Lord, in your name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. So in chapter 11, before this, there's a lot happening. Significant things that are happening. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. The people were amazed at this and continued talking on the hillsides, the cities. Everywhere there was a gathering, there were people talking. Not gossip. No, 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 not gossip. They're talking about this amazing man who could do amazing things. The chief priests and the Pharisees had convened the Sanhedrin. They plotted to kill Jesus. They plotted to kill Lazarus. Jesus was getting way too popular. Way too popular. These crowds were forming because they wanted to see with their eyes what their ears have heard. They're gathering. He was taking their status in the community. And these Pharisees, the chief priests, they were having a very hard time with Jesus. They plotted to kill him. So Jesus departed into the countryside with the disciples. And in chapter 11, we find out at the same time, there's hundreds of thousands of lambs that are coming to Jerusalem, the festival of tabernacles. They're coming for one reason. This is during the Passover season, and there has to be a sacrifice. They're also wondering if Jesus would come back. Would he show up? Because word is getting around of the danger of what's happened in the Pharisees and the chief priests and what they're talking about. Because they're talking about in the crowds. People in the crowds were going to them to tell them of the amazing things they had seen. Which caused more anxiety. He's a direct threat to even the synagogue, the church of that day. If you'll turn with me to uh, chapter 12, verse 1 again. If you'll go backwards to 1. John chapter 12, verse 1. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus was. The one Jesus had raised from the dead. So they had given him a dinner. Martha was serving him and Lazarus was one of those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of perfume, pure and expensive nard, anointed Jesus' feet and wiped his feet 
with her hair so the house was filled with fragrance and perfume. Then one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, one who was about to betray him, said, Why wasn't this perfume sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He didn't say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He was in charge of the money bag and would steal part of it, of whatever was put in it. Jesus answered, leave her alone. She's kept it for the day of my burial. For you always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. Then the large crowd, again, large crowd, of the Jews learned he was there. They came not only because of Jesus, but also to see Lazarus, the one who he had raised from the dead. But the chief priests had decided to kill Lazarus also because he was the reason many of the Jews were, were deserting them and believing in Jesus. Point number one. We celebrate Jesus today. We celebrate Jesus today. For hundreds and hundreds of years, these people in Israel have been waiting for the king of Israel to come. We celebrate the king today, like we read in Zechariah 9.9. Don't overcomplicate it. He has come. And these people are pumped about it. It's not quite what they had expected. They expected him to come on a horse. A king riding on a horse going to war. Jesus did not come on a horse going to war. He came on a donkey in peace, showing his character of humility, but his rightful place as the king of Israel. I think this, I've read it four times, large crowds. Large crowds is mentioned so many times we got to at least stop and recognize it. Let's at least notice it. There's large crowds, bigger and bigger, swelling into massive problems in the city. Among all the lambs that are everywhere, the people that are everywhere, it's becoming a problem. It's growing. It didn't like become a crowd and stay. It, it got bigger and bigger. More people began to come. If they hear something, they want to see it, just like you, just like me. What is happening? I have to see this. In a day that we have heard so many reports in the news about crowds. So much negativity about rioting, angry, looting. On and on, we could talk about the crowds of people over the last year and a half. It's news. This was different. These accounts make it even more remarkable. They came for one reason. Jesus. 
Jesus. Crowds were so moved that the cities shook. Matthew 20.10 says the earth shakes. So many people came to understand what was happening. They didn't hear it from Facebook, social media, news reports, CNN, Fox News, Newsmax, newspapers. They didn't get it from that. How'd they get it? Word of mouth. Hadn't changed a bit today. Word of mouth. The power of your testimony is the power of God's word. The power of your story is God's word. The dependency on you to carry the message of Christ to folks is because he gave you a mouth. Plan A, there's no plan B. Those who are bold enough to stand, the power of the testimony. A couple of warnings. Not everyone saw it the same way in these crowds. Be careful who speaks into your life. Be cautious who you follow. A disciple was a thief. Religious leaders are planning to kill him in secret. City leaders, government, didn't know what to do with him. They didn't know. Easiest thing was to get rid of him, to kill him. Be cautious who you follow. Following Jesus is not safe. Point number two, following Jesus is not safe. There's nowhere in scripture that says it's safe to follow Jesus. In fact, in most places, it talks about the radical nature of following the Christ and how we have to die to ourselves to gain our own life. It's not safe to follow Jesus. The closer people got to him, the more danger they were in. Number two, Hosanna. Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Large crowd. This large crowd greeted him. They're chanting a word. Hosanna. They're raising their hands. Hosanna. It meant save now. Save us, please. Palm branches were used to convey a celebration of victory. The image of Jesus defeating his enemies. Hosanna. Translated from Hebrew... The language meant give salvation now. The world has been waiting on him for hundreds and hundreds of years. So let's, let's talk about this word, Hosanna. This word Hosanna is a very interesting uh, 
take on it. So follow me on this. The Old Testament's written in Hebrew. Okay? Everybody with me? So on the test, Hebrew. New Testament's written in what? Greek. There's one place in the Old Testament that this word's written. Psalms 118, 25. David uses this word, save, please. It's written in both places. It's written in the Hebrew and it's written in the Greek, in both Old Testament and New Testament. English translators made this word to sound exactly like the Hebrew word because that's what the Greeks did. So they did the same thing the Greeks did. They hyphenated spelling phonetically Hosanna, the Hebrew word. And the Hebrew word, over a period of time, began to mean a couple of things. So at the beginning, in Hebrew, it meant, save me, please, help, save me. When I was six years old at the Y pool, YMCA, out on Stewart's Ferry Pike, I'm old. Six years old, three of my friends, the one I can remember is Craig, they pushed me in the pool. I wasn't great at swimming. I was scared to death of diving board. And they pushed me in the pool. When I came up from the water, I can't swim very well. I come up from the water, save me. Help save me. There's an urgency to my voice. Breathing water is not comfortable. There's an urgency in what I'm saying and what I'm trying to convey. The word Hosanna changed throughout the years. It has two meanings now. Over time, from the Greek into the English, it's meaning something different. It became a chant of hope. Shout of hope. It means salvation is here. Salvation is here. And on Palm Sunday, that's what we're celebrating. So I'm, I'm complicating an issue, but I want to oversimplify. Jesus is here today. Salvation is here, and we celebrate it today. That's what Palm Sunday is. The purpose of Palm Sunday. It has a name, a title, Palm Sunday. It's to celebrate the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Let's, let's maybe take it a, a different direction. Um, a football game. Tennessee and Alabama are playing each other. It's fourth quarter. Tennessee's only behind by four points. This is my story. We're not down 40, we're down four. That, that's the story, we're staying with it. There's three seconds on the clock. The ball is on the, our own two-yard line. The quarterback takes the snap. He fakes the throw to the left, 
he rolls to the right, pitches the ball to the tailback. The tailback takes off down the sideline, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. There's nobody out there. There's one guy that has the angle on him. The fastest guy in the SEC. Of course, he's on Alabama. There's like eight of them. He's, he's got the angle on him. He's running. He's trying to run him down. And this guy's carrying the ball. He's running. Both sides of the stadium are screaming, Hosanna. One means catch him, save us, save us. And the other side, Tennessee, is yelling, Salvation is here. <laughs> Hosanna. It's my story. Praise, praise, Hosanna. I begin to think, what would that day have been like? Jesus in the streets. What would that have been like? So I'm sitting at my desk, I'm studying, and I'm thinking, I'm going to listen to some songs. So I got on the internet, Googled Hosanna songs, real complicated. There's about six I came up with. I started listening to some of them, recognized some, didn't recognize others. I got up, I went to Aaron, I went to Aaron's office, like, Hosanna songs, like, tell me about Hosanna. What, what are some good ones? I know we sing some, but what are others? I begin to think and listen to these songs. One really grabbed me. One really, in the moment, meant to my spirit and my heart. It meant something. So then I thought, you know what? This, in this day, video. I just started Googling stuff. Came up with a place to look at videos, you know. And don't want to advertise it, but found some videos, strung them together from different movies in different places. And I begin to think, what, what would it have been like that day? What would it have been like that day? Would I have been, would I have been hiding? Would I have been on the front row? Would I have been holding a branch? Would I have been yelling, Hosanna? Would I have been going to the chief priest? Can you believe what he's doing? The crowds are swelling. What would that day have been like? So because I'm a visual learner, I started playing video. I turned the video down volume. I played the song. Well, I'll tell you what. Instead of, instead of me talking about this, would it be okay if, if we just did that? If we just did that right now? Would that be good? Instead of talking to you about what that meant to me, let's just do that. So guys, y'all come on up. I got some friends coming up. Band, friends, y'all coming up here. Quietly. And... Let's just do that right now. 
Okay, not overly produced, not like overly thought out. But the point being, what would it have been like that day? Where were you? Where, where would you have been? The King of kings and the Lord of lords. The King of Israel. Hosanna in the highest. What broke God's heart that day? Does it break yours? Jesus is the only one that knows what's coming. The world is celebrating on our knees. We worship. That day, those people were yelling, Hosanna. 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 Point number three, only Jesus knew what was going to happen at the end of the week. While he is there, only Jesus knew what was going to happen at the end of the week. In, if you still have your Bibles open, turn with me to, still in chapter 12. You'll follow with me in verse 20. Now some Greeks were among them. They had come from Galilee to worship him in the festival that they had come from Bethesda to look for someone like them. And they found Philip, asked Philip to come. Sir, we wanted, you, we wanted to see Jesus. Do you know where he is? It, he went to, Philip went to Andrew. Andrew and Philip went to Jesus he began to talk to them. The hour has come for the Son of Man. In verse 25, the one who loves his life will lose it. And the one who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternity. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. Where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Now my soul is troubled. What should I say? Father, save me from this hour. But that's why I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I, found I have glorified it and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said it sounded like thunder. Others said an angel has spoken to him. Jesus responds, this voice came for, not for me, but for you. This voice didn't come for me, it came for you. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. As for me, if I'm lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate the kind of death he was about to die. Then the crowd replied to him, We've heard from the law, from the that the Messiah will remain forever. So how can you say the Son of Man will be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Jesus answered, The light will be with you only a little longer. Walk while you have light so that the darkness doesn't overtake you. The one who walks in darkness doesn't know where he's going. While you have light, Believe in the light 
so that you may become children of light. Jesus said this, then went away and hid from them. As we prepare for Easter, my prayer this week that you can step aside. If you can find the time Thursday night, step aside. Not a show, not a performance, either with your family or by yourself, that you recognize the King of glory for who he is. All man and all God. It happened that day. What overcame me when I'm listening to the song the word Hosanna and the meaning and the video, what would it have been like that day? To see, feel, touch, experience the King of Israel. And him knowing what was going to happen at the end of the week. That's what Monday Thursday is about. There's not going to be a resurrection on Easter without a death. Horrible death. It makes Palm Sunday even more special in the celebration of Jesus Christ. The triumphant entry. Bow your heads with me. As we close today, It's on our heart to recognize Jesus and notice him. But to surrender and to yield to him is different. It's not the information about Jesus that saves you. That's Satan knows Jesus. The demons know Jesus and they fear him. Belief is not enough. It's surrender. Hosanna. Hosanna. If you find yourself in that place today and you don't know who in the world we're talking about, Jesus, we would love to talk to you about him. There's an email in this non-contact world. There's an email that you can send, prayer at the fellowship.cc. We'd love to talk to you about that. We're going to be hanging around. If you're comfortable with it, we would love to hear from you. And maybe you're someone who knows Jesus. And you've not taken the next step of being bold. Testify. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna. Are you testifying? Your testimony, your story is the most powerful tool that God will ever give you. Be bold in your witness. Talk about him. Father, we love you and we thank you for today. The celebration of the king. The triumphant entry to the kingdom. And all that that means. 
It's in his name that we pray, Jesus, Hosanna. Amen.